Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today on the I Work For Him show, we're talking about female Christian leadership, and we'll probably take a couple of rabbit trails in a couple other places, but I have in studio live with me, Crystal Kochman and Katie Tubbs from Trust Business Services. I got that right. They're joining us for discussion. I've known these ladies for almost a year as part of the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay. That's right, c3tb.org. Check it out. If you're a Christian business person or working in a Christian business environment or you're just a Christian in business and you want to know how to do any of those things, check out c3tb.org. We've got our Pinellas County meeting coming up next Wednesday. Is that right? Next Wednesday. Yes, What's this? It yeah, is. next Wednesday. Next Wednesday at eleven thirty. Sorry, my calendar got skewed in my head all of a sudden. Next Wednesday at Feather Sound Country Club, starting at eleven thirty, taking you about two o'clock. But we've got a great speaker. Next week's speaker is Todd Hopkins with Office Pride, Office Cleaning Services, the CEO, and he'll be sharing how Christ just worked in his life to have him have a Christ Center business. Okay, ladies, enough about advertising for people. That free plug brought to you by the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Okay. As a basis for our discussion, ladies, I want my listeners to know that I bring people on the show whose lives have been impacted by Jesus Christ. So I would like for you to share how your life has been impacted by Christ. Katie, you first. Me first. Well, thank you for having me on the show today. Crystal and I are here. Uh, Christ, I've known Christ since I was eight years old. That's when I uh, decided to follow Jesus and um, I have had Christ in my life since that time. I think 
in the past few years, he's become, uh, I've had more of a daily walk with him, especially since uh, having children. So, and every day I try to work on doing the best that I can and to be more Christ-like. So having children brought you to your knees so much more often because of the challenges. <laughs> I can understand how that deepens your walk. I understand. Children are children are awesome. We were all children once. That's right. Okay. So, Crystal, talk about how Christ has impacted your life. Yes. Well, and uh, thanks again, Jim, for having us here today. Um, I would just say that it's actually hard to put to words, but um, when you when you turn your life over um, to Christ and you really experience that uh, that relationship with Jesus, I mean, your life changes and you experience a, a freedom and a peace that you've just never had before. And uh, you start to live differently. You really do. You um, start to live more for Christ as opposed to, you know, living in your old ways or uh, things that you, you would used to do. So um, it's it's been an amazing ride and uh, definitely changed the way that uh, uh, you live. So, Okay, perfect. Very good. Okay, so listen, we are... We're going to talk today. All week long, we've been talking about women in the workplace, Christian women in the workplace, because I wanted, I want my female listeners to hear from a female perspective about women in the workplace, Christian women in the workplace. But I also want my male listeners to also hear that other, the other side of the perspective. We all need to look at both sides of the perspective. God created us man and woman. And together, as we, we come together as one, we reflect the image of God. It's not man reflects the image of God. It's not females reflect, or woman reflects the image of God. It is together reflect, we reflect, wow, we reflect the image of God. So that's why you guys are here today. I want to make sure that I'm always giving both sides of the story because I do sometimes get skewed. And I, you know I can get on a soapbox. You guys have all heard that before. So that's why we're here today. But we're talking about... We just want to hear from your hearts. So make sure you let your hearts flow on this. All right, you guys both have pretty unique business backgrounds. So, Katie, start us off. Talk about your business background. Um, where have you been since you got out of college? Where have I been? I went to Troy University up in Alabama, but I grew up here in uh, Pinellas County. Went to uh, Seminole High School, then off to Troy uh, University in Alabama. And knew that I wanted to do a uh, major in broadcasting. So uh, I spent four years there on the television station there at the university. And then when I got out of school, I started working um, interning. I interned at Channel 44 at a television station here uh, when they had news. So that's a while ago. But then I also um, interned and worked at uh, Channel 8 WFLA for several years. And I did a lot of the background. Uh, I was a producer and assignment editor. But I always wanted to be a reporter, and I reported at Channel 44 for a while, and then got my first real reporting job down in Naples and Fort Myers at the NBC station there. So I was a reporter down there and an anchor, and did that for a while. I also worked, um, when I got out of college, at a radio station here, a Christian radio station here in the Tampa Bay area, so did that. So I have a media background. I worked um, also for... The mayor of Fort Myers, I did his public relations and was his spokesperson. Did that for a while. And then I uh, had my girls. I have two little girls uh, that are eight and nine, so decided to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> They're not very little anymore. They're eight <laughs> They're and nine. still little. They are just about teenagers. Oh, my. Not yet. They're oh. still my little babies. <laughs> you, you keep thinking that. That's good. That's good that you have that good perspective. Okay. Crystal, what about you? Mm-hmm. Yes, well, my background, I um, I went to a junior college first uh, called Chipola College. Many people might not have heard Chipola of it. but Chipola College. Yes, not yeah. Chipotle, Chipola. And um, <laughs> proud to say that we're that little what, small what, school. What part of the country is that in? 
Well, it depends who you ask. Now, it, sometimes it's lower Alabama, but we are actually in the panhandle. So northern Florida, Mariana, Florida, just okay. outside of Tallahassee. So people will argue that that is actually <laughs> lower Alabama, and, and really probably rightly so. Okay. Yes. Chipola College. Chipola College. And um, actually played softball throughout college. That's why I ended up there. And um, went for business an administration background, but um, had the privilege actually to uh, win a national state, uh, a conference state and a national championship there. So that was a very, very exciting. And then I transferred to the College of Charleston to finish up my career um, and to finally get a BA in uh, marketing. So my background's in marketing and I've experienced um, couple different positions coming in from the sales side to the creative and design as well as event planning which is what i really have a passion for so we're gonna we're gonna talk about what you're doing at trust with event planning (laughs) at the end of the show okay so let's get started before we come to the break i want to just start katie you're a mom of two as you said you got an eight and nine year old they're both girls both girls yes wow okay they're awesome little girls yeah i am sure that did you want to say hi to them (laughs) i do they're getting ready to go for their swim meet right now uh all summer long they've been on a swim team in seminar and so they're having their last swim meet tonight, so I wish them both good luck. Okay. All right. I thought maybe she'd actually say hi to you. you want to say hi to your husband or anything? Or? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Forget about him. <laughs> no. Just the girls. He's taking them. They're listening on the radio as they're going, so hi to Ben, Randy, and Gracie. Nice. Okay. All right. So you're, you're a mom of two. You've done all journalism and media. You, you've been in the spotlight, the limelight. How have you balanced was there a struggle in balancing all of this being a successful business media woman journalist how's that struggle been well before uh, i had my kids i was i did my career so i guess i had my kids a little bit later in life so when i went to college i knew exactly what i wanted to do i accomplished my goal i wanted to be a reporter i was a reporter for about eight years or so Um, and an anchor and so I did what I wanted to do and then once I decided that I was going to have family when I uh, met my husband uh, I started working for the mayor of Fort Myers so I wasn't on the go because this with television news and being a reporter you can be out there in the hurricanes it's funny that (laughs) yesterday was you know 10 years ago Hurricane. it's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts Okay, the book we're highlighting today is not a book. It's a movie. The book is, or the movie is called God's Not Dead. In the movie, when atheist philosophy professor uh, Radisson plans to forego dusty arguments in his class, he insists new students declare that God is dead. And all the students sign up to say they all write it down because they want to skip a significant portion of the class, but Josh is unable to do that. He can't write it down that God is dead. And so he is given an opportunity to defend his faith in front of all of his students and try to convince all the students that God is not dead. I recommend that you rent this movie, buy this movie. You can get a copy of Karis Christian Books and Gifts, but you got to watch this movie with your family. We need to be preparing our kids for college. This kid, Josh, was prepared. So, this time, there is a book as well. It's all about the philosophy behind the argument. So, this time, you can get a copy of the book, but you can also get a copy of the movie. All right, we're 
We're back in studio with Crystal Kochman and Katie Tubbs, and we just got started talking with Katie about the struggle between balance and momhood and job. And you said you were with the, the you were the uh, uh, spokesperson for the mayor in, in Fort Myers. Yes. And so you're saying that job made it possible for you to be mom and spokesperson. Well, it did. Um, and I, my husband, luckily I have you know, a husband there. I, I don't know how single moms do it. I don't either. Um, but I have my husband and my family that would help watch my daughter until she was about six months old. And then I decided I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I had known that I, when I had kids, I wanted to be with them when they were younger. So I stayed home probably, let's see, about eight years with both my girls. And when my second daughter uh, started first grade is when um, I started going back to work. So I was very fortunate that I was able to be at home with my kids and be a stay-at-home mom for several years uh, while they were growing up. And during that time, I couldn't get away from the media and writing. I have a passion for writing. So I started blogging uh, and started a blog called Mom to Mom Family Fun and did with because I was a stay-at-home mom, I needed to find things that I could do with my kids that were a little bit cheaper or maybe free. Uh, and so I started telling my friends about it, and they're like, well, you should blog about that. So I started blogging, and then um, from that, I uh, got picked up by um, Tampa Bay newspapers, and I write a column still for them called Mom to Mom. It's in the uh, Seminole Beacon and Largo Leader. So oh, so the good, that. the quality papers we get here, not the two, <laughs> not not our two, not the not the Tampa Bay Times. You're talking the quality newspapers put out by the Beacon, the Central yes, Beacon, the Largo right. Leader, the Beach Bee, those papers. Yes, that's okay. right. So those my actually have, are in there. Those actually, those local papers actually have stories about people that we want to hear. Nice calming stories truth it's nice i love those papers i really don't like the other ones okay all right so you balanced all that it worked out okay crystal i know you're not there so what i want let's move on to the next question because this is this is something being that you guys have both been in the limelight you a superstar softball player for chipola college up in the panhandle or southern alabama you being on tv have you ever found people looking down on you just because you're a woman Go ahead, Crystal. Answer that question. <laughs> um, well, I guess fortunately, I could say that I it doesn't come to mind right off the bat that I've had something where I, I felt like someone was looking down um, on me as a woman. Um, yeah, I would so say the I, same thing. I'm I'm fortunate <laughs> that I don't feel uh, that people have looked down on me because I I'm a woman. I, I think it's less prevalent today than it has been in the past, but the couple other show guests we've had earlier this week, that they've dealt with some of those issues where they've been judged just because they're a woman. Instead of hearing what they had to say, they were being judged. And uh, it's something that shouldn't happen in today's world because we all are significantly more enlightened than we were 50, 60, 80, 100 years ago. But I just wanted to ask that question. If you're not, that's fantastic. One of the things, yeah, we'll just move on. That's just great. Okay, so, all right, our focus today is on female Christian leadership. So first, define for me what you guys think are the qualities of just a, a great leader. Don't fight. Katie, you go okay. first. I think, uh, I think that a Christian leader would be Christ-like. Uh, we have the greatest example mm-hmm. is Jesus Christ. Uh, and so a leader would have those qualities and be of high moral ethics, uh, compassion, uh, sympathy, and that that's what I would think of as a leader. Okay. So Christ-like, uh, they're, they're ethical, they've got compassion, and you mentioned one other one. Morals. Moral. High morals. High morals, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And you use Jesus as the basis for that analysis. Yes. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. So what about you, Crystal? 
I would have to say Katie nailed it. Uh, no, Amen to that. that. You can't say. Yeah, I like <laughs> no, what she but, said. No, uh, but you know, obviously, Christ is the greatest example. Um, and just to elaborate, maybe a little bit more on what Katie was saying, but you know, Christ was very humble as well and um, and forgiving. But that goodness in Him, um, you know, the, in the, the integrity piece and just the fruit of the Spirit that can be applied to so many ways uh, in our lives and in a great uh, way to live in the business. Um, workplace as well. I think you nailed it right there with all those <laughs> examples. The forgiveness, being humble, uh, you know, that's that's what we need in leaders, mm-hmm. people that are humble and uh, that can forgive. And we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. So we need... Oh, here. <laughs> here I thought I was perfect. Oh, man. Okay. But I, I, lo- I love that. Okay. So, Katie, you, you, you both agree on the Christ-likeness. And then we talk about an ethical background, a high moral background, compassion, humility, forgiving, the fruit of the Spirit pouring out of that person. That, of course, we can't expect the fruit of the Spirit to pour out of somebody who's not a Christ follower. But sometimes some of those pieces do actually come out. Uh, the self-control will be one of those things that I'm constantly praying for. Oh, Holy Spirit, come on, let's work on that one today. So let's turn a twist on that. So if those are the qualities of a, of, a, of a great leader, let's talk about the qualities of a great female Christian leader. What's different? What, what does a woman bring to a leadership position that a man can't bring? What are some of those qualities that we attribute to great female leadership? Well, I think a female leader would definitely have to um, have some of that compassion. And I think that sometimes, or the empathy, um, that a woman can bring to the table a little bit more than a man sometimes. Mm, empathy, that's a good one. Very good one. What about you, Crystal? I would have to say, you know, what comes to mind is just uh, Proverbs 31. I feel like a lot of women, that's what we strive to be, you know, that Pro- Proverbs 31 woman. And um, actually, in that verse, it says that she's she's clothed, with, clothed in strength and dignity um, and that she's, uh, you know, speaks of wisdom and so very wise woman and um i think i don't know if it's a matter of um (laughs) what guys uh don't bring to the table but i I feel like we think differently and we operate a little bit differently being (laughs) um we don't have to be shy about that there's no no question there's no question god created us very differently we think differently we come to conclusions differently Mm -hmm. we're wired differently that's what's so great about having a, a woman by your side or a man by your side. You right. complete each other. That's, that's, right. why, that's why God that's intended exactly it. Right. I mean, yeah. God did say in Genesis, it's not good for a man to be alone. Amen so I think there's that. some companionship to that. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And, I, and we talked about before the show. You know, God, God wired us very differently. And he clearly said that he created them to be one and in marriage a, a husband leaves his family a wife leaves her family they come together to become one and as one they represent completeness completeness of the, our heavenly father he created them in his image so a woman doesn't complete god's image a man doesn't complete god's image but together they represent god's image and i think that's the biggest thing yeah having i know for me since I am married, having that husband to help me, to complete me, to be able to raise our children together. Like we talked earlier, you know, I do feel for single moms that are out there or single dads trying to raise their kids in today's society. I just don't know how how you can do it when you're trying to work, when you're trying to clean, get food together, (laughs) uh, do all the different things. I I mean, I think you need a a partner in that. Brutal. I, I, I give it hats off to every single mom out there. They have the toughest job in the world, and 
You know, gentlemen, if you've left behind a single mom, you better be taking care of them. Because that's just, that is just, just, ah, I'll stay off that soapbox for today. But I'm unimpressed. Okay, so we, we bring, women bring different, they, they bring different thought processes to, you know, men are, are able to compartmentalize things. And that's a good thing sometimes and a bad thing sometimes. Where they could just say, okay, yes, my leg just got blown up, but let's go ahead. We got dinner to eat. Uh, where, uh, uh, or I've had just had an argument with my wife, honey, let's hug. You know, and they're like, what? What? That doesn't work that way. But a woman, everything is related. They say that men think like waffles, women think like spaghetti. And that's re- because everything is related. It's true. And it's true because everything is related. Everything is intertwined in a woman's mind. So how does that impact how she leads? They're thinking. Right uh, now. We are. We are. They're thinking. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still on the spaghetti and the waffles. I told, I mean, I told you. First, Jim. Haven't you ever seen? Have you ever seen that book title? Men are like waffles. Women are like spaghetti. There's actually a book titled like that. And, and I might it have is to a, check it out now. After it is. Uh, that was good. That was good. I let that air silence on purpose, just so you, you could. You should see that they're like, wow, that one. You wow. didn't tell us you're going to ask that question. The Jim. waffles and the spaghetti, but I, still I, I think you're right, though. You know, I see that. You know, within my own family where I'm always trying to be a pleaser and, you know, want to make sure that everything's going right and everything's, you know, going to how well it's planned. And you're right, a, a guy sometimes is more to the point and a woman tries to go softly around the point, maybe. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, yes, that, that is sometimes the case, although some men are like that. But I, it's, it's that ability to just go, yes, I know that this just happened, but let's just move on. And, and women have to process before they move yes. on. But, but that as a leader, how does that as a leader play out? I mean, how does it make a difference in a woman leader versus a man leader? But I think uh, a woman leader and a man leader, so there are some women that lead like men. There are. There are some. But I don't know why they would do that if they can bring all these other cool qualities to the table. It's cool. All right. All right. We're talking to two fantastic ladies here in the studio today from Trust Business Services. We've got Crystal Kochman and Katie Tubbs. And right before the break, we got into this really, I don't know, I threw them both through a big loop about, okay, that men think like waffles. Men more like waffles. Women are like spaghetti. And they had never even heard the book title before. But I'm sure you thought about the fact that men think different than you. But... Okay, so my point was that because men think differently than women and because women bring something totally different to the workplace than a man does, how does that affect her ability to lead? Not in a negative way, but what does she bring to leadership that a man typically doesn't? Oh, I think a woman leader is very positive. I think having well, a men leader, leaders can be positive right, too. I think a man leader, you know, having a man as a leader is positive too. You're right. They do bring two different so that's uh, perspectives. The same uh, but we, you know, you, you did throw us for a loop with the waffles and the spaghetti, and we were processing that. Like you said, you know, women process things. <laughs> yes, yes. We were. We were processing. We were processing. But, but I would... Go ahead, Chris. I, w- I would say that, you know, I think all men could agree that we have more of a, a nurturing spirit, if you will. And um, I can actually think of some examples where that, that womanly intuition came out and the, the man was just like, I would have never thought about that or even saw that coming and... How did that come out of you, actually? But we, we have that, and that that intuition is, I believe, you know, a blessing from the Holy Spirit as well. That um, 
we operate differently. Oh, and, and that's one of the greatest things about having a wife. I never have to depend on my own wisdom. I've got my <laughs> wife who hears God better than I do. And the women's intuition thing is powerful. Mm-hmm. That women, because they think differently, they see things, you know, again, men compartmentalize things. And once they've got it in a box, they never let it out of the box. And a woman goes, but what about that? And, and I always challenge men. They're like, well, my woman doesn't know anything about my business. So I'm like, so you should still share with her what's going on in your business because she's going to have a thought that you never going to consider. For instance, the other day I was working with a, a small business and this is a hearing aid business that I've been mentoring for a long time. We're looking for a great tagline and I said, let's call somebody who uses hearing aids and has got to experience move from uh, you know not having hearing aids to having hearing aids. They call them instruments, hearing instruments and, and hear from her what the experience is like. And, and so I call my mom. <laughs> and which was great. Moms are the best. Uh, hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> yes. If you're listening, and and here's here's my mom. She's never run a business all her life, and so she in the first thirty seconds, I asked her the question. The first thirty seconds, she just blurts out like fifteen different sentences, and one of them was the tagline. It was <laughs> perfect, and she doesn't know anything about business, but she understands psychology. But she just was sharing her experience, and it was perfect. And and we had been beat, we had written a hundred and thirty two different taglines down, and not one of them worked. Wow. No. So that, that's, like I said, God speaks through women in amazing ways. So, okay, so this woman leader comes to the, the play, workplace. We, we, Katie and I were battling back and forth during the break. You know, I'm a type D personality. I have almost zero anything else. ISC is just about on the list. Nothing. I got nothing left. If a, if a woman comes in with the same exact personality type, she's not going to be the same kind of leader I am because she brings womanly qualities. What is going to make her different in the workplace, and certainly we're, we're talking about Christ-like leaders. So we're assuming Christ-likeness. We're assuming that they're going to lead with the Holy Spirit and not with themselves. So assuming those things, how is a woman different, even if the personality types are exactly the same, what do you think? I think uh, uh, especially what if, um, and I go back to this again, but what if they're, you know, they've had children, uh, their intuition, their mom-like qualities, their nurturing qualities, their empathy uh, for their employees. I think they have sometimes a little bit more than men. The ability uh, to listen. You want to listen. Yeah. But, but I would, I would You went there, Jim. Well, I, of course I did. Listen, you need to learn all these things. Okay, but the but if they've if they have had if they've gone through motherhood and they're in the process of motherhood or well obviously once you're a mother you're always a mother, but you you also learn to tolerate a whole bunch of yakety yak in a background and still ignore it and get your job done. Which that is a very men have a hard time clearing out the garbage in the background and still be able to get their job done. Just multitasking. It's mul- called multitasking, multi- and women can do it pretty well. Pretty, well I'm talking, that was more listening, but the multitasking is another thing because yeah. a mom, an at-home mom, has the, a very tough job because she has to. she's expected to bathe and to cook and to clean and to entertain and do all those. That's, whew. I told Martha, I said, I will gladly work as many jobs as I need to to pay for you to be at home because there's no way I want to switch jobs with you. No way. No way. She did such an incredible job. Okay. Uh, we might have beat that one to death. We might not. You guys want to comment on anything else on that? I was trying to give you a chance to you know, to prop up women and talk about how incredible they are in leadership. Well, we are pretty awesome. I, I, that's, that's really nice to hear, but I wanted, I wanted some meat behind it and, and because it's... It's so true. I honestly have, love working underneath women because they feel. And, mm-hmm. and I can relate to them because I can share my feelings and they're not going to bash me mm-hmm. for saying that felt bad. Yeah, And it's important okay. that we have good women leaders out there. So if you are rising to the top, make sure that you're a good uh, role model for other women. And I think that's something that's important, too. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you you've been you know superstar softball player. You've been super media person. Have people as you brought your faith into the softball team or into your your marketing careers, your event planning, or onto TV? How have people bashed you or or criticized you for you bringing your faith into the workplace or to the play place? I'm trying to think of an example. If you have one before me, Crystal, um, but you know, in television, I. And in writing, every story that I write for the newspaper, I pray about it so that God will tell me, you know, what story to write and uh, that it would be an inspiration to people. And I do get some good feedback. I haven't had anything uh, negative yet, which I hope I don't get, but uh, I don't like <laughs> negativity. But um, and, you know, in the in the media, when I was down in uh, the Fort Myers area, I I didn't really have anybody say anything negative t- to me about being a Christian. It's not like I was out there, you know, talking about God on television or anything like that. In in that role, I can't. But I would usually wear my cross necklace. Well, you could, but it would be like the last time. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but you'd wear there your are, cross necklace. But I would wear my my cross necklace, and I never was told that I couldn't wear my cross necklace. So I thought that was that was really good that my news directors didn't you know take that away. There probably are some that you could not wear your you, you could not wear a cross necklace. Um, so that was something that I thought was good. Um, the other thing is being able to get in. You know, sometimes there are Christian uh, people that are in the media and that are in the. Um, not in like a Christian radio or a Christian television station that are out there that can get things in uh, and do things in a certain way. I have a friend that's uh, up in Orlando, and um, she's one of my good friends, one of my best friends, and uh, she gets in things that are Christian uh, base sometimes and mm. so it's nice to be able to do that and I think more and more people are acceptable to uh, you know you were talking about the God is not dead that that television or that movie that just came out um, that makes people think people want they want something to hang on to and God is there and Jesus and they need something right now I think our world really needs you know they need something because our world you know things are happening so much around us that we need something to gravitate to and if we can give them Jesus let's give them Jesus well and that's what I hate about that I, that's why I got rid of television we just have Netflix I hated watching the evening news anymore because there's never any hope no hope they eliminated all the hope stories all they talk about is, well, this guy murdered this person, this person's dead. And I mean, like, where's the hope? That's why I love your little local papers, because there's hope in those local papers. Crystal, you were on, on a softball team with a bunch of women who are, you know, trying to do their very best, trying, maybe some of them trying to get on national softball teams, whatever they want to do. Did you ever get criticized for your faith? Chipola is not with Chipotle, Chipotle or whatever the name is. Chipola <laughs> College. Sorry, I was just being funny. Chipola College is not a Christian college, is it? It's not a Christian college. Okay, so did you ever get criticized for your faith on the softball team? I wouldn't say criticize in particular on the softball team. Um, I would say that the daily challenges that we face as a Christian, um, you know, living in a secular world, really, um, we, we're different. We stand out, especially for people who don't have a relationship with the Lord. So therefore, you do th- do things differently, and, and that does get challenged. And, you know, people ask questions why know why don't you use choice words or um, maybe certain behaviors that uh, most people do that you don't um, and so which actually you know brings out a conversation for uh, you know you'd be able to witness and have that uh, divine appointment which is really neat but um, 
I did one thing that stands out to me that was actually very, very encouraging was as I used to, on my gear, have Bible verses. And so for some of the girls that didn't really, you know, know what that was, it uh, led me to have an example to share, you know, what that verse was and um, talk to them about Jesus. So um, it just never really... um, got challenged from the team in particular, but I would just say it's a challenge as a Christian in general to, to live a certain way and to stand firm in your faith because not everyone's like that. Mm. Now, were you a captain on your team? Or? I was, actually, You were yes. a captain on a team. Mm-hmm. So were you able to ever pray together as a team, or did you have some girls that were also Christians were able to pray with them on the team? Yes, we did. We did pray from time to time, which was really nice. Cool. And right before the break, I was talking about this story and this great line that my my mom helped with her woman's intuition into a business environment, and I just got lambasted for not sharing what the tagline was that we got out of our conversation with my mom. I'm not sure I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you before the end of the show. Oh, no, I'll tell you. Okay, so the name of the company, we say the name of the company, St. John's Hearing Institute, open up a new world. There you go. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, so we talked about we were just looking to be able to provide hope, reconnection, all of those things for that company. It was, I guess you had to be there, but it wasn't as emotional here in the studio. All right, Crystal, <laughs> Trust Business Services. What you guys, both you and Katie, you've been you're working for them. Tell tell me about Trust. What do they do, and how is Christ come into play in your day to day work? So start us off. Okay. Well, uh, Trust actually has a very uh, unique model, if you will, and um, we have a a very dynamic team that works together and a variety of services. And what we do is we actually are outsourced and really come into play um, for businesses and organizations in the area as um, an operations manager, whether that be in accounting or taxes. Um, We do payroll. On the marketing side of things, we uh, we do website development. We help with their branding and graphics. Um, it, Katie will touch on a little bit of the PR. That's her element. Um, but we manage social media and uh, help out with some of the events. We actually have a professional organizer on staff as well. So you can kind of see how we all work collaboratively together to create that integrated source for, uh, for businesses so that um, they know they can come to us for certain areas of support. And what about from the PR side? The PR side. Well, the neat thing about this is uh, a lot of times, especially with businesses, they don't want to hire somebody full time. So they can hire us to do uh, public relations. Maybe they have a grand opening event that they need. They need some press releases. They need the day of the invitation sent out, uh, the event itself, getting all the catering together. And we can do all of that for them for that one event. And they don't have to hire a full-time person. So that's kind of what we do, and we all work together. And and we're a Christian company, not mm-hmm. that we only work for Christians, but uh, we're a Christian company, which I would think comes with high morals, high ethics, uh, high standards that we uh, put ourselves under. And we usually like to give our white dove service, <laughs> which is inspired white glove service. And talk about that. Who, who gets to present those awards each month? Mm-hmm. Do you guys fight over that? or? <laughs> <laughs> It's a hard. Uh, we have a lot of uh, nominees, and it's well. Let's talk about what it is. The the whole idea behind sure. it. Sure. Well, what the White Dove Service Award is, is we like to recognize individuals that go above and beyond in their service. So if you are out and about, let's say you are being waited on at a restaurant and you just feel like that individual went above and beyond in their service, we would tell them we would like to nominate you. Thank you for all that you do. Um, We want to post your story on our Facebook page, get you the recognition as the individual and and the company, um, get people to comment about it and share it about the experience. And then we um, ask 
actually, at the end of every month, we pick a winner, and they get rewarded with a $50 gift card. So not winner, winner, chicken dinner. They get winner, <laughs> winner, $50 gift card. Yes. And a lunch. And, and a lunch, and, too, and, at and the Central lunch. Pinellas uh, Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. We partnered with them, and uh, we are doing that uh, once a month. We give our monthly winner lunch and present mm-hmm. them with a certificate and a $50 gift card. And anyone out there can nominate um, somebody for doing White Dove service. And let me tell you, it is really neat, <laughs> if, even if they're not the monthly winner, just to uh, tell them, you know, we want to nominate you or I want to nominate you for this White Dove service award that this company has out here. Uh, they are really it it just gives them just like they can't believe that somebody's telling them that they actually did above and beyond service and it just makes them glow and they're just so happy so just that nomination is uh, a lot of times all that's needed I think I think a thank you goes a long way too. I mean, oftentimes we we get the complaints, or you know, we always hear the things that we're not doing so well. But to stop and thank someone actually, you know, is a great thing. Uh, I got to tell you, there are there there is uh, I can nominate two right here on the air. Uh, there is Carly. She works at Panda Express on East Bay in Pinellas County, right in the center of Largo. I guess it'd be Largo, right next to uh, uh, Heron House, Indian Rocks. Okay. That she's she's a server. She's in, and she is the most brightest piece of sunshine. That's how I got to know her first name because I've tried to hire her several times. She won't leave, <laughs> but she does an incredible job. And then I met this lady named Patty at Exit 300 on I-75 going north out of Florida. She's at a McDonald's and she greets people with this huge smile, says hi to people. And I've tried to get her to come on the show. She's too afraid to come on the radio show. Absolutely astounding. She's a Christ follower, made an impact on my life. I'll never forget her. I've gone back to that McDonald's seven times with other people so they can meet Patty. Well, um, you should nominate both of them and put them on uh, our Facebook page, which is at TrustBiz. You can uh, look it up that way, facebook.com slash TrustBiz or Trust Business Services, either way. Uh, but putting them up there so that other people can know, and if they were happen to be at that McDonald's or at uh, whatever service that you got, that they can say, hey, I, I recognize that you were one of those White Dove Service Award nominees or winners. And it goes a long way. It's right, a thank you that goes a long way. And we started that internally in our company uh, doing that and then our boss Chris Hartland she decided that she wanted to put it out to the community and it's really taken off and it's a nice thing it's something positive in our community and to recognize people even though most of the people that get recognized for this they don't want the recognition but it's really nice to give them a little bit of recognition everybody can use 50 bucks okay so how do you get how do you get to use your faith in your job each and every day. What, what is it as a, you guys are both Christian leaders, Christian female leaders in this in the, in the marketplace. How do you get to use your faith at the forefront of what you do on a day-to-day basis? I mean, I can say right off the bat, one thing that um, really intrigued me about uh, our company, Trust Business Services, is that we, we pray. We pray a lot, and that's that's different. You don't get that every day in the workforce. You don't get to... <laughs> that almost any day on the average workplace. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, even in a lot of Christian workplaces, you don't get a lot of prayer. Sure. So to be able to you know discern and, and pray for that wisdom to make certain decisions within a company is important. Okay. I think we have a phenomenal staff, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe in a lot of Christian places you can't. I have never been at a Christian company really that you you know if somebody has a problem or somebody has something on, going on at home, it's not like you bring your problems to work or anything but but you, you do but you do but <laughs> we can pray about it right you know 
just say, okay, can I just pray with you about that and pray? And you just feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And it may be if the rest of the world started doing that, maybe there wouldn't be, you know, everybody so tense and stressed and everything. Mm-hmm. If you could say, can I just pray with you? I know it is It is kind of crazy to be at work and to be able to say that. And it's so it's such an awesome feeling. And that comes from the leadership of our company. There's no question. I've had that opportunity to do that many times with people. It is, it is a powerful thing to do. But it is, that's paying attention to how people are on a normal basis so you can recognize when they're not acting like they normally do and saying, what's the deal? What's going on? Why aren't you yourself today? And then they tell you, and then you say, hey, can I just pray? Uh, Instead of just saying, hey, I'll pray for you, you just say, can I pray for you now? Would that be okay? And so if they say no, fine. They say no problem. I'll keep praying for you anyway. But that's powerful, powerful. And you know, uh, something else is maybe not everybody at our at our office is a Christian. We, you know, some people might not be a Christian, but it's a great way to lead them to Christ too, and to set the example, and to show them, and to be around people that really do care about you, and that would care enough to pray for you. No, it's it's powerful. I love the idea that you you, you made a comment. Well, you know, it's not like you bring your problems to work, but we all, whoever we are at home, they come right with this. It's like if the problems that we bring in our car on the way to church as we're arguing, and then we turn into super Christians when we get out of the car. Those problems follow us into the workplace, and that's why the workplace is a ministry place. All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, I want you just to picture this, if you will. The sun is shining and the clear blue ocean waves are passing by as the Royal Caribbean Brilliance of the Seas cruise ship sails between Tampa and Cozumel. You can almost smell the salt air now as we talk about our plans for the upcoming second annual Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat, sponsored by I Work For Him. February 5th through the 9th, 2015 will be a time when you and your spouse can get away to invest in your marriage. No dishes to do, no sporting events to attend, no cell phones to answer. Just a few days together in a beautiful environment with purposeful discussions on ways to make your marriage strong, as well as plenty of time for those private discussions and alone time built right into the agenda. Plan now to join us for this much-anticipated retreat. Find out all the details on our website, iworkforhim.com, iwork4him.com. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.